Hit the Trails Tuesday here on Locked On UCLA. I'm your host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. Thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen to each and every day. You can find Locked On UCLA wherever you find your podcasts on any various platforms. So as we start each and every day, the Bruin A clap as we're joined by today's guest host, Jacob Handy, a D1 play-by-play play broadcaster like myself and a diehard Bruins fan. Jake, let's get those hands in the air, everybody. A clap. Get the A claps ready. All right. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You, you, see, you, As I said uh, yesterday, you know, if it's off key, it just make it makes it seem like you're in the Rose Bowl. <laughs> You know, doesn't doesn't that, isn't that the feel like every time you try and do like a, so like a fan generated eight clap, it's always a little little off key. It's it's actually scientifically impossible to get all like sixty five thousand people in the Rose Bowl to actually do it in unison. It's just not gonna happen ever. It's just it'll never happen. But even section by section, that's how it happens. Yeah, I mean, you're always just it's it's you can't you can't get them all on the same page. It, like you said, it makes it more authentic when you're a little offbeat. Speaking of hit the trails Tuesday, what we mean by that is we're taking a look a deeper in depth analysis about maybe some UCLA rosters, some UCLA brand awareness. Today, we're taking a, a brief look at the UCLA roster. One specific story out of the LA Times over the weekends. It, it's a very tough story to talk about. So this is our kind of warning it will be the last segment as we talk about Thomas Cole. If you haven't heard about that, go to the LA Times to read it. If you want to preview yourself about the story we are about to talk about in the final segment. Meanwhile, these first couple of segments will be just the two of us going back and forth about some studies that have come out about UCLA's brand awareness specifically in college football, not using the olden days of college basketball in the John Wooden years or the final four runs from the Ben Hallen years, or even the most recent run with Johnny Juzang and company under Mick Cronin. This is a very interesting study that we were able to find out as there's two studies over the last couple weeks or so that have been released from 2021 data and 2022 data, one using officialvisit.com, which highlighted a thousand high school students and their recruiting plans, but all these students were not recruited by Power 5 schools, so it didn't influence the data. And the other one was a company by the name of sbrnet.com. We saw this article published in alabama.com, but it is officially the company called a marketing research firm, SBRnet Inc., and they're headed by two guys out on the East Coast. Both went to Syracuse as the two guys who lead that are Neil Schwartz and Mark Sullivan. Those are two guys who proclaim to have lots of experience in the sports information world, sports business world, analytically and with data analysis. So East Coast guys giving their kind of uptick in what they thought of the brand awareness. And so, Jake, we, we looked at this the last couple of days. And UCLA, according to these two brand awareness polls, and rankings are in the top 20 in one and in the top 10 of another. So the first one you mentioned about high school football players and like what they see as like top tier brands, that list you mentioned, this is about football. Like we're looking at football brands. 
I think when it comes to UCLA, maybe some of these other schools on this list too, like I was surprised to see UCLA in the top 20 as a football brand. You know what I mean? Like it just, Pac-12 has been down and UCLA, you just, you think basketball, but I think because the basketball has taken an uptick in the last couple of years, I think that does like generate interest within the bas- the football program as well. So if these high school kids, like you said, are watching March Madness and Johnny Juzang, exciting run, the Gonzaga, yada, yada, all that. When football pops up a couple months after that, they're more inclined to be like, oh, I just saw UCLA do this. They're on ESPN tonight or whatever. They're on Fox Saturday afternoon, big game. I think it in, like it does carry over. So in a sense, like when the basketball program succeeds, it helps bring hype to the football program. And so I think like the Mick Cronin era is helping with that. The other one of where that's the, the, the dudes out of Syracuse on the East coast and UCLA comes in at 10th popular and like the most popular West coast team. That was extremely, that was extremely surprising to me. I just, I, I don't know. I couldn't even find justification for why UCLA would be there, but it, it is exciting that the younger crowd is more of a UCLA fan base, probably because of the down years of the Trojans the last couple yeah, of years. That, that's really exciting. That's certainly to help. So we'll start with the official visit.com rankings and it's an official visit brand score, which is determined by a survey of only a thousand, but still a decent little conglomerate there. A thousand high school football players, and they try to make sure not to get guys who are actively being recruited by Power 5 schools. So this is the list, the top 20 in order. You start with your Alabamas, Ohio States, and Georgias. Obvious, you know, the obvious. Then you go Oklahoma, Clemson, LSU, Texas A&M over Texas, Oregon, and Miami. So the top team currently in the Pac-12, according to this brand recognition, is actually Oregon, who comes in at number nine. You could think about that, Phil Knight, Nike money. You were joking with me. Is, is it just the jerseys and how they look? I think Oxen it is. Stadium? I think it is. When it comes down to high school players, I think they're jerseys all gonna, are very important nowadays. I mean, you think about young kids, they're going to be like, they have all the cool gear. Like, you always think they have the cool facility with all the cool Nike gear. I think that's going to rank crazy high amongst high school kids. In the meantime... You go out of the top 10, you get Florida. So Florida, not even the most popular school in their state, just behind Miami, who comes in at number 10. And then we'll skip some of the schools like the Notre Dames and Penn States and get our ways to the number 18s through 20. 18 comes in as Tennessee. 19 is that school across town we don't like to talk about, USC. And UCLA comes in at number 20, ahead of Auburn, who is 21, ahead of Michigan State, who is 22, and Mississippi State, who is 23. What are your thoughts on that? As UCLA apparently is just behind SC, according to high school kids, in brand recognition, and ahead of Auburn, who's had maybe more success in terms of ceiling success over the last decade. I know I'm getting old when people don't know who Auburn is anymore because apparently none of these high school kids watched Cam Newton and Gus Malzahn for those years. Or and then when only uh, a few years ago at the Rose Bowl, it was Auburn it was, who went to the national BCS national title yeah, game. But it's, it's interesting that UCLA the, is getting getting the props. They're getting some major props from high school kids. The West Coast rapper artist, the game. His kid was the starting running back at Auburn for like a really good run. It was Trey, uh, can't remember his last name. And like, that was a big story. He was 
crushing it, like having an incredible year, possible NFL prospect who's a little undersized. But apparently we're all too old and, and high school kids don't know who that artist is. They don't know about his kid. They don't know about Auburn like that. That I mean, you can't forget me. you can't forget, you know, a, a rapper's son who went to who was on UCLA's football team for a brief moment. A very brief moment until yes. uh, a little scuffle popped up. Very, very brief. I just I don't know. It's surprised. It surprised me that Auburn is 21 behind the likes of like UCLA. Tennessee, UCLA, North Carolina, like. Mac Brown, I don't know. High school kids know about Mac Brown in North Carolina, but they don't know about Cam Newton and Auburn. I don't get it. Like, who? What are, what are we teaching these kids? I don't know. <laughs> but I guess that's a good sign for UCLA and Chip Kelly in years to come because even though they've really dipped down and they haven't had a truly successful season outside of 2021, you wonder how much momentum is that generating towards future seasons, potentially under Chip Kelly, going towards the Big Ten. I think the momentum will only last as long as the winning does. If you can still, you know, manage to get eight to 10 wins every year, I think kids are going to, you know, I think Martin Jarman has done a great job of like marketing the university better than it had been in the previous years. And, and really like he gets Chip Kelly, like kind of a flashy signing. And then last year they win games. Like he's done a great job of propping it up and putting themselves out there again to be a popular threat and a popular brand but if they don't win it'll all fall right back off the basketball is done their end basketball is winning it's great taking them there if football can find a way to win eight to ten games every year i think that it'll carry and this brand recognition you'll you'll see them remain in this top 10 15 20 range and to to really hone in on this this is the official visit.com brand rankings of college football so they asked college they asked high school football players and they put UCLA as number 20 number 20 which I think is you know pretty good they should be there quite honestly they should be higher like realistically with the facilities and everything they should be higher they should be higher than 20 and they should be building and aiming to be in that top 15 and at the bottom of that top 10 knowing what they've been through the last decade and 20 years knowing how rabid they are in the south on the eastern side of the country the USC's just other schools 20, I think, is really respectable for UCLA, where they're at right now. But I think overall, just where they're at in L.A., they should be a lot higher and aiming to be higher in the future. I think they they uh, they missed a window. The school definitely missed a window with the Trojans are such a big brand, and they've been down for so many years. There was a window there to just grab a hold of something for a certain amount of time, and they missed because they weren't winning either. And the Pac-12 in itself missed being down but when the change here's, here's comes, a hot take here's a hot take about i, I love hot takes I all right you ready take. for this hot take tell me if you agree with me i think the lack of brand awareness from ucla and sc before this poll came out before this release of research i feel like ucla and sc are part of the reason to blame as to why the pac-12 is failing like think about it you mentioned how martin jamans has been good in getting marketing out there Marketing for UCLA wasn't necessarily that good in recent years prior to that. And it almost, you can say that UCLA and SC are the reason that the Pac-12 was crumbling. I know the failed TV deal. You can go to the Pac-12 commissioner before George Klyovkov and then and Larry Scott. And then UCLA and SC, they've kind of been falling down. And yet they're the ones who get to benefit from bolting to the Big Ten because of brand recognition. But it's almost their lack of marketing kind of help them get more money would does that make sense 
I hear you. I, I, I would say the Pac-12 didn't do them any favors, right? No, they like, didn't. Help. But I do agree with you in the sense of, well, they didn't help themselves out, right? USC was not winning. They were not recruiting well. They had a bad coach. You know, they were down. They, they're not helping themselves in any sort. UCLA, much of the same, kind of the end of the Mora era in the beginning of the Chip Carey, Chip Kelly era. Very, <laughs> very not successful. Like, not a fun time. Not a lot of fans. No hype around the city. And, you know, in this market, you're competing. You're competing with baseball. And, and football-wise, you're competing now with the Rams and the Chargers, who are, you know, making big waves in NFL, at least. So, I, I can agree with you. It is it is a hot take, but I will agree in the sense of they did not help themselves out in any means. But it seems to be turning around here. I like when you sent me these articles, I was shocked. Um, the second article, I mean, that's a lot of they're the the biggest ranked, like they're the biggest watch the last two years of West Coast college football would be UCLA from the and, and and we'll get to that because that is an SBR net ranking UCLA. Had a high ranking. We'll talk about that coming up next here on Locked On UCLA. Our guest is Jake Handy. But now we're going to hear some words about LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network, over 800 million people. You can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions makes it easy as you can focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs as number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right candidates who you want to talk to faster. Did you know that nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked on UCLA. Zach Anderson, Yoxheimer, your D1 play-by-play broadcaster, diehard UCLA fan, joined by a fellow broadcaster, Jacob Handy, today on our Hit the Trails Tuesday, where we try to focus on things recruiting or what can affect recruiting, like brand awareness. In our first segment, we talked about official visits, brand awareness. We teased a little bit about SBR Nets, East Coast kind of marketing research firm of analyzing 2021 data for UCL. That's what we're going to talk about now. Coming up next in the next segment, though, in the final and third segment of Locked on UCLA today, we will talk about more of a, a serious topic with UCLA lineman Thomas Cole and his retirement from college football. So just be prepared for that coming up in the following segment. But right now, we head to the SBR Net study about UCLA not being a top 20 in terms of brand awareness from high school people. This is a top 10, yes, top 10 in terms of 2021 data of who was able to watch and go to football games and just cheering on UCLA on the West Coast. UCLA comes in at the top 10. Give me your thoughts on the top 10 while reading them off, Jake. So I like this 
study in the sense that the last study was high school kids, which is dope. This is a a really good, that's a really good study to have because I think it's a good sense of like, it'll help you to know recruiting. Like if you're going to be doing semi well in recruiting, you want to be popular amongst kids. This is like, is my school going to make any money? Because this means people are either coming to the game or watching my game. So I'm getting a good TV deal. Um, Tenth, like a really good showing for UCLA. And I think it's a little bit of what I said earlier. Basketball does well. It immediately feeds into hype. Because if you look at some of that, I know COVID was happening. If you look at the attendance numbers, you're not going to be wowed away with these Rose Bowl numbers the last couple of years. But clearly people are watching. And I think that is a feed off of, you know, big tournament runs in basketball. And it's like, okay, like we were all watching UCLA basketball. It was fun. We're hyped, you know, first handful of games, three, four, five games. It's like, we're in on the UCLA football run. Like, let's see, let's see how they do. And um, top 10 is insanely good. Just about twice as big as USC. The other one. Yeah. As, and yeah, the other school, them other guys. <laughs> yeah. That's um, how we, that's how we do it. But quickly, let me get to this list right here. So these are the most popular college football teams in the United States. And mind you, these are total fan numbers based on different generations like Gen Z, Millennial, Gen X, and Baby Boomers. And I think you might be surprised as to which category UCLA has the least amount of fans, kind of according to this survey and this study here by SBR Net. The two guys at the head of it are Syracuse grads and from the East Coast. So that's something to take note. This is on the complete opposite coast talking about what they researched for UCLA. The top 10 is as follows. Ohio State, Alabama number two, Penn State number three, Notre Dame four, Texas at five, Michigan State at six, followed by Michigan, Georgia at eight, Florida State at nine, and UCLA at 10, leading the West Coast, Western side of the United States, clearly, and based on fans, number UCLA was given was 2.7 million having a nice average of fans from Gen Z, nice good fan base from the millennials, which is actually one of their biggest, and Gen X fans representing the biggest portion of this four different tiers of age groups and generations for fans for UCLA. And interestingly enough, UCLA in this top 10 list, having the smallest amount of fans, according to this survey, in the baby boomer era. What do you think about that, Jake? I think that's accurate because like I like to root for UCLA and I became a fan of UCLA because of my dad and he's not baby boomer. He's gen X. Correct. Just that, yeah. The cutoff we were looking at the cutoff. He's he's right around. We it. looked at said like what? 1964 for the end yeah, of baby boomers. Uh, 57. If you're 57 years old or older, yeah. you're baby boomer. And if you're not, you're not <laughs> whatever. Yeah. I think that's accurate. I think it's also accurate, much like the study we just saw, even though USC was above, but with the high school kids, high school kids like UCLA, I think it makes sense that I'm millennial and you are Gen Z, but I think it makes sense that a lot of millennial Gen Z, like a younger adult crowd likes UCLA because of what I just said. I root for UCLA because of my parents and our parents are their biggest market that's obviously going to funnel down. So that makes sense in that, in that aspect. 
My favorite part about this report is that it's from the East Coast that don't care about the West Coast. I'm almost certain of it. I've never met anybody from the East Coast <laughs> who actually cares about the West Coast. So I'm pretty certain two dudes from Syracuse don't give two craps about USC or UCLA to make one look better than the other. I'm thinking that study is meant to focus on either Ohio State, Michigan area or the S- the whole SEC area. And we just get to get our results shown. So that's exciting. Like it's exciting to see much. Like I said, with the high school kids, it will only last as long as chip Kelly can continue being competitive. They don't have to, especially moving to the big 10. You know, I don't think anybody's expecting UCLA to move to the big 10 and start ripping off football championships over Ohio state. That seems a little crazy, but if you can compete and be in the mix, like I said, eight to 10 wins every year, I think it'll carry. Like I think this study will carry over and you'll see the fanship grow and grow and, and at least be, you know, competitive in the market. Yeah, that that's, that's important. And we, we talk about fans and marketability of UCLA. We talked about in the first segment with Martin Jamont, we thought it's done a great job of helping move the team to the big 10 a little bit and just getting the team out there tomorrow in our wacky Wednesday segment for locked on UCLA. There'll be a hot take as to how can you even grow this brand awareness and just, fan love of specifically the football team we'll talk about that tomorrow so stay tuned for that some hot takes there whether you like me hate me uh, we'll be joined by a, a twin of jake but that's all coming up tomorrow in terms of how can ucla even increase this popularity this poll representing once again 2021 popularity of college football teams and ucla doing nicely in all the categories except for baby boomers So UCLA, respectable in the Gen Z fans, although as you can see, the recent slide in between the the Mora era into the Chip Kelly era, era, I should say, that that really slid down in terms of popularity, some struggles. And as you mentioned, UCLA really missed a window to grab so many more fans. I think what helps right now them bring in the the base they have while they're succeeding too is you see so much turnover and in basketball, football, a lot like uh, your star players, mainly like a quarterback or something. If you're any good, you're there one, two years, you're out to the NFL, whatever. I mean, I made the joke about it off the air. I'm like, how is Dorian Thompson Robinson still the quarterback? This guy's <laughs> been here for 27 years. He's a yes. learned doctor pr- pr- with his own practice by now. But I think like having that recognizable name along with your recognizable name of a head coach, Chip Kelly it's easy to latch on and, and be like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I want to root for UCLA this year. Let's give it a try. Let's watch the team. Like that is going to increase the popularity. I think that helps in their favor is having such a, a guy that most of the city would know by now. And Dorian Thompson Robinson with so many starts under his belt, good moments, bad moments, everything in between great moments. You know, it's somebody that the, the fan base can get behind. I think that works in their favor in this, in this aspect. As we sort of wrap up our segment here on the Hit the Trails Tuesday, coming up, we're going to talk about more of a serious topic, retirement from the UCLA football team and a recent story from the LA Times. So this is your warning. We'll come back with more in Locked On UCLA. Meanwhile, let's hear some words from Built Bar. Have you tried the Built Bar Puffs yet? If you have it, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. They got a new flavor. If you're ready for it, it's delicious, indulgent cookie dough. That's right. Bill has done it again. The new favorite is cookie dough chunk puffs. They've got a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, 
and covered in 100% real chocolate. Plus, it's healthy for you. Only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. The perfect treat, or you can have it for a late-night snack. Get it right before your workout, or just if you need a quick bite to fill yourself up. It's the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, the fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. They provide tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15. Our final segment of Locked On UCLA today, Zach Edders, Yoxheimer, joined by Jacob Handy, a fellow D1 play-by-play broadcaster. We talked about brand awareness in our first two segments earlier today, and now we will shift on over to mental health awareness. So this is a warning. This last segment is very graphic. It details suicide and attempt to suicide as we talk about the mental health awareness and the story of former freshman offensive lineman for the UCLA Bruins football team, Thomas Cole. So if at any moment this is too much for you guys, well, we'll join you again tomorrow. But if not, this is it sheds some light on the mental health. It's a very disturbing story in terms of how we take for granted these athletes going through the mental health of the rigors of college academics, especially through COVID. But in this one, Thomas Cole does walk away with his life, a story that was recently posted detailing and retelling his events from high school going on to now his current day situation in the LA Times. So Thomas Cole, as we're rejoined by Jacob Handy, was a four-star recruit out of San Luis Obispo in the Central Coast, a highly coveted offensive lineman, 6'6", 270 pounds, a two-sport star from basketball for the Slow High Tigers and an important part of their football team. He joined UCLA's football program and enrolled in the university back in January of 2021 with, if you remember back in COVID times, in early COVID in 2020, the California high school football seasons weren't played until the spring and late winter of March and April in 2021. So by him enrolling in UCLA early, he thus negated any chance of having a senior season high school-wise and not playing basketball, not playing football because of the seasons being delayed back in that last year of 2021. So the story goes, he was somewhat dealing with some struggles of depression himself. And Jake, what, what were some of the things you took away from the story in the article? Yeah, it definitely seems like even kind of like as he was going through a teenager and as a high school athlete, he definitely struggled with with depression and, and stuff. I think the like, first off, Ben Bullich, it was a really good story. Um, it was really sad. We were, you know, I was reading it we were, while we were doing pre-show and you're like, you thought my connection dropped and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, dude, I'm just like reading this and it's very good and very sad. We and the kids themselves put so much pressure on themselves and and we tend to forget they're, that they're just kids you know I'm 28 about to be 29 in a month and I mean so many of these young division one and not even just division one but yeah the division one ones get highlighted because it is a bigger stage and it's it's somehow even more pressure than the other ones but these collegiate athletes and these high profile high school athletes 
they are so much more mature under so much more stress. I could say, I would say, I mean, I put myself under stress. We all do under so much more pressure. They're 10, 12 years younger than me, younger than me. I think about what I was doing when I was between the ages of 18 to 24. We'll say, we'll say the seniors are around there, but they're not even that old probably. But yeah, 18 to 23, 24. I, I couldn't imagine putting myself through the type of schedules they put themselves through, the type of discipline they keep themselves under to, you know, these 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 guys that are at the UCLA's and the USC's and the Alabama's, these insane universities, they have to have themselves on such a crazy schedule. And even I'm 28 years old now. It's hard to get myself on a schedule. It's hard to get myself to diet. How, how often do we wake up on Monday morning? Oh, my God. I want to go for two hikes over the weekend. I sat there and watched football and drank beers all weekend. Oh, my God. I'm so in. And we put these kids who put themselves under these crazy regimens. And the story goes on to detail about how he was isolated and how the Bruins Correct. football team was isolated 100%. still dealing with COVID. So we put them in, you know, as a kid, a lot of times you got to drag your your feelings and these thoughts out of anybody who's had kids or little nephews or brothers, sisters, you got to drag it out of them. A lot of times, like if your kids feel in a certain way, once they hit those teenage years, they don't want to go to mom and dad and discuss it. So unless you have a friend or a good coach, maybe that's why it's always, I love, I loved when my dad was my coach, but I loved when I got older and I could find an adult who wasn't my parent that I could do and talk to adult things about once I became a teenager and then, you know, COVID hits or even without COVID, these kids go away to college and you're going to get probably depression that first year being away from home, new surroundings, like it's going to happen. But you put them under the stress of these sports along with the academics, you know, most of these kids, mo- and I cannot highlight that, about, most of these kids are not going to the pros. Their academics are still everything to them at these universities as this story continues to talk about, it was when he was writing a paper that he could feel the stress and not wanting to, to be himself, not wanting to be there dealing with the depression of the added anxiety of doing all the work and being highlighted in this where it's like, it's not just a spur of the moment decision by young Thomas. He mentions that it's day in day out of feeling like he wakes up in the morning, like, you know, I should have done it last night. I should have done last night. And you mentioned the isolation when these kids are isolated like this in, especially during COVID, but sometimes just being the, the, the struggles of this such big schedule for them, football, practice, school, whatever, he had nobody to turn to, to kind of just bounce his ideas off of, to tell him like, Hey man, like I am so stressed out. Like, let's go to the movies. Let's do this. It just makes me. That is one of the the main thing was these kids are under an insane amount of stress and it's 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 got to be easier to get them an outlet to to talk to people. And let's get you to the scary and then the result after the scary. So the scary part is one day he hit his breaking point. Thomas Cole in his room took 200 pills, as the story says, 200 pills, as much as he could fine just stuffed it and went to bed thinking he was going to die woke up the next morning shocked he was in a cold sweat vomiting after swallowing 200 pills 
the night before. And the story says verbatim, verbatim, he was irate. He said, quote, I didn't know what to do since I wasn't going to die. He then, which is the next part I'm about to say is pretty shocking, thought about cleaning himself up like nothing happens and going to practice. What made me think what that made me think about is like how many I played sports, had a lot of teammates in my day. How many of your teammates did do something like this, did clean themselves up and did go to practice and just like tried to act and not tell anybody and still didn't speak out? You know, not everybody did do what Thomas did, which was call his therapist, explain what happened. And the therapist told him, very happy you're alive. You need to check yourself into the hospital. Like we're going to get you some help. How many kids just clean themselves up and tried to push through another day? Like that's, that's the sad part that we have to eliminate that and make sure we find an outlet for these kids and adults to, to speak to people and, and not feel like they have nowhere to turn. And as he went to the hospital, it was said that he had a resting heart rate those first couple of days of 100 to 120 to 150 beats per minute, elevated because of all the stimulants in his body. And the difference here in this story is he was able to live to tell the tale. Meanwhile, in the story, it also highlights that there's been lots of recent athlete deaths, especially from people from SoCal. Sadly, a couple of athletes, one from Stanford, it made national news, national headlines. Katie Meyer, if you remember it, a championship-winning goalkeeper who was clutch for a team when she won the national championship in PKs in the women's soccer national championship for the Stanford Cardinal. Katie Meyer, who was from Newberry Park, kind of went viral with all her reactions of stopping the PKs. And then a Wisconsin runner, Sarah Schultz, who was from Oak Park, dealing with both of them, dealing with the stress of the schooling, the weight of the magnitude of all these stress and the anxiety just coming to a head. And unfortunately, they were not able to live to tell the tale. The difference in this story is now that we see more and more athletes, especially now a third from SoCal in recent times, in the last year or so, Thomas Cole was able to live. It was recently in the last couple of weeks noted that he retired from football, saying it was not good for his mental health. He went back closer to home and is enrolled now, I believe, in Allen Hancock College, leaving UCLA, being a little closer to home and living a, a different life. But he's also speaking out, saying he wants to speak out and spread awareness, does Thomas Cole, saying it doesn't need to be like this. And I know there's this thing you have highlighted, Jake, what, 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 something from the Friday media days at, PAC, at the Pac-12, where one of the players, John Gaines II, said something I thought was really remarkable and mature from his mindset, his former teammate. I think out of such a terrible situation, this is the best possible outcome from it is things like this happen where now Thomas, as you mentioned, wants to be like an advocate because you'd hate to see somebody go through what he did. So as you mentioned, John Gaines said, I feel like I failed as a leader. Like I didn't reach out to him enough and I should have seen it. So this needs to be a learning experience for all of us and how we're going to approach mental health. And now Corey Miller, with the help of Gaines, the team's director of speed and movement, holds what they call Friday Real Talks. And it's just a platform for all the players to discuss issues, whether it's personal on the football field or whatever it is in their lives. And just an outlet amongst peers they're comfortable with, you know, your teammates and your brothers 
to feel heard and anything you, you, you need going on, which is, you know, you hate to see things like this happen, but it's the outcomes, correct. These are the type of outcomes happening. that need to come from them because that's what it's all about is getting awareness out there. And that is good to hear. We're glad Thomas Cole is doing okay, having to retire from football and hopefully he can do the best with spreading awareness with his story and continue to show, Hey, this happens, but he was able to live to tell the tale. We had these athletes under an insane situation during COVID. And I just don't think we really thought about it much. As you said, the type of isolation he was under, you know, practice was weird. You didn't have a full team practice and you had a lot of virtual meetings and distance away from, you know, sometimes even, you know, sometimes you may be at practice and you got your one teammate who, you you know, you're one, you're really close to him and you can really confide in him. And, you know, maybe when you guys are like doing a, doing a drill real quick, you're kind of close to him. You kind of whisper something that you've been needing to get off your chest. You don't have those intimate moments with your teammates during COVID and with all that social distancing and all the virtual meetings and no walkthroughs, you didn't have those close intimate moments and he didn't have a, a roommate with him there. Um, just it's, it's the awareness for when you see those type of situations and you may feel that a teammate or a friend or just an acquaintance could be struggling for something like that coming from this story, recognize those moments and those situations and reach out to others and, and see if there's anything you can do. Just a reminder that the story is on the LA times, Ben Bolch, the beat writer for UCLA writing in about Thomas Cole. The news was slowly filtering in about how you retired and attempted suicide but for thomas cole the story does not stop there and if you're listening doesn't stop there for you either make sure if you need help seek help there's the now new national hotline for mental health awareness so make sure you can call that and just make sure if you need help seek help and and read this story it's a very tough story to read but there's also hopefully more good to come out of it too for him and for the rest of us as we spread awareness and UCLA changing things. Hopefully schools are doing different things mental health wise and realizing, hey, it's not just a certain sport. This we've seen multiple sports Four sports. I've seen either someone sadly lose their life or attempt to lose their life. And this is just something we have to look at going forward. As much as we talk about the move to eventual big conferences and all the Olympic sports, how they're going to deal with in the Big Ten and that move and how the all the travel is going to help. This is something that's going to be a focal point in the future. And hopefully something can be done about this from now into the future. As we continue to look on, check in on your friends, your family, your loved ones, just make sure we're all communicating and doing the best as that is the, just the truncated truncated, just discussion of the story about Thomas Cole and his story from high school in San Luis Obispo down to UCLA football alignment to his retirement as Ben Bolt wrote a great story you should check it out this is where we're getting the story at on the la times and that's going to do it for us here on locked on ucla tomorrow we'll come back with another episode for jacob handy i'm zach anderson yoxheimer and this has been locked on ucla go check out our second listen with spencer mclaughlin and pac 12 to follow up this podcast as he continues to detail more about the happenings of the pac 12 meanwhile jacob handy thanks for joining me today We'll have more Locked On UCLA content coming up in the recent days as we're now daily Monday through Friday as we're in season about 30 minutes or less per day 
as we talked about brand awareness and mental health awareness today. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.